20 games. That's the benchmark Pat Riley told us he'd use to measure if Miami is a legitimate contender. With a quarter of the regular season in the rearview mirror, we break down if the Heat is ready for a deep playoff run and what happens next. All that and more here on Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat. Your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Heat Nation. It's a Monday edition of Locked On Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening on YouTube, Odyssey, or on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. I'm David Ramil. With me, as always, is my co-host, Wes Goldberg. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out pricepicks.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We're kicking off your week with a great show. We'll hear from Nostra Dumbwest later on, but we'll start off before the season even kicked off when Pat Riley spoke to media and said that 20 games would be the measuring stick to determine if the team is more contender or pretender. The Heat are 13 and 7 following a big Saturday night win over the Chicago Bulls, 107 to 104, after an explosive fourth quarter from Gabe Vincent. Big game, Gabe, going off for 16 of his 20 points. Before we hear from Riley West, uh, any lingering thoughts on the Chicago Bulls win? I mean, just a great win overall. One of those, um, you know, kind of signature type wins on the road. You and I talked with Matt Peck of Locked On Bulls uh, on Friday about, you know, previewing the matchup, said it's going to be hard for both teams, but especially for Miami on the road, Thanksgiving weekend, holiday weekend, all that stuff. Um, and and they managed to come out uh, with the win because what I, th- I, what I took away from it was that was finally, I think, the first time we saw Miami's collective basketball basketball IQ take over at the end of the game. We know, we know how smart guys like Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo, P.J. Tucker, obviously Eric Spolstra, uh, how smart they are. And this was supposed to be a strength of the Heat going into the season, but they've been pretty bad in clutch type of situations, exactly like that situation they found themselves in in Chicago. Right. Uh, that was not the case against the Bulls. They they played the situational basketball well, particularly on the inbound situations, offensively and defensively. We all know the the great play that Spo drew up at the end of the game to get a wide-open basket at the end. Uh, but defensively, too, they had to uh, defend two or three different type of inbound situations. Uh, Chicago is not an easy team to defend. They've got a bunch of shooters. They're super athletic, especially guys like Zach Levine um, and and uh, and DeMar DeRozan, all these guys. And I actually thought that the way that Larry inbounded or defended the inbounds there was just genius, where he's kind of doing that tweener, like I'm gonna I'm gonna defend the uh, the inbounder, the passer, and then you know halfway kind of through the count there, I'm gonna abort and and actually go chase down a guy who I think is most open, most likely to go get the ball. And that kind of screwed him up a couple of different times, took right. them out of their flow. And that's those just sort of in between the lines type of smarts that I think could set the heat apart. Uh if you know all else is, is equal as far as talent and and seeding in the playoffs and things like yeah. that. Um that's what that was my takeaway. And it was a great win for Miami, not just on the road, but against a very good team in Chicago, but also doing so without Tyler Hero, who's been so productive yeah. off the bench. They were missing some of that scoring punch uh, on and off throughout three game, uh, three quarters, rather, throughout the game. 
But in the fourth quarter, they got that punch from Vincent unexpectedly lighting it up right after you had written about him, too, over at the West Side. You had mentioned that uh, Vincent was ready for a big uh, opportunity, and he certainly looks like he's playing the part. I'm not sure how consistent he'll be moving forward, but they got some nice performance from him. Max Struess, Lowry had a nice fourth quarter as well after being mostly quiet. Uh, Tyler's still listed as questionable leading into Monday's game against the Denver Nuggets. So we'll see what happens. Jimmy Butler took a hard foul. He's also tentatively listed as questionable. So we'll see whether or not he's able to step up and and be a, a part of the Nuggets game on Monday. But I think the questions about the team's depth is kind of what has precipitated this whole discussion as we're nearing this 20 game benchmark, because you asked Pat Riley in his October 19th preseason presser about opportunities to improve this team. Because I think at that point in time, we really hadn't seen much of this version of the team. We didn't know anything other than a few preseason games with Kyle. Jimmy had missed most of the preseason. There was a lot of questions about the team's depth. And you asked them specifically about the team uh, looking to improve down the road, especially with Victor Oladipo kind of hanging over this group and not knowing exactly what you'd get out of Victor Oladipo. So I think you've got a clip of that question and answer from Riley. Let's see if we can go ahead and play that for our viewers and listeners. You know, the, the whole the whole concept with the tax is that you're either in or you're not. I mean, I mean, if you want to win and you think you can win and, and, and you can make a transaction that takes you over, you know, I don't think, you know, you know, Mickey is going to say no to that if he thinks this player can, you know, can can help us. So, you know, that aside, uh, you really don't know when that's going to happen, you know, prior to the trading deadline or maybe some kind of buyout uh, that's going to take you into it. It wouldn't take us into it very significantly. It would cost us a lot. Uh, I mean, because this is also an income producing league that the amount of tax that's going to be paid out by a lot of the tax holders, uh, the taxpayers is significant, you know, to the non taxpayers. So, you know, in order to give up that kind of revenue, you better make sure that if you're going to go in, you're just not going to go in and, you know, not make the playoffs or you're not going to, you know, get through the first round or something. But uh, we've talked a lot about it and we'd be ready to make a move if we have to. But let's get through the first 20 games. Let's say we are, you know, see where we are in the first 20 games. And and uh, because it's going to be challenging just from the start with our with our schedule. So there you have it, Riley mentioning the 20-game mark as the measuring stick for this team, whether or not an improvement needs to be made down the road. The Heat stand at 13-7 and with some big wins, of course, including over Milwaukee, Brooklyn, uh, and, of course, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Wes, what do you think? Uh, If you're in the front office, if you're Pat Riley, is this a team that you can look back and say, you know what, I I think they have the opportunity to go on a deep playoff run, and I would go into the luxury tax for this group? Absolutely, right? I mean, they have one of the hardest schedules in the league throughout the first 20 games of the season. And 20 games, by the way, is not some sort of arbitrary number that Pat Riley just threw out during a press conference, right? This is typically when front offices across the entire league tend to sit back and do a little bit of a state of the union type of deal. And because typically 20 games, you know, your statistics tend to level out. Those outlier performances tend to don't swing those those statistics, your offensive ratings, your defensive ratings, three-point percentage, all that kind of stuff as extreme anymore. Uh, and you kind of have just a better sense that you've played enough road games, enough home games, you just have a better sense of where your team stands. Um, and obviously, if you know you're an injury team where if you have to, you know, replace anybody meaningful. Um, and I think 
for the Miami Heat to be where they are at this point when we're talking here on Sunday uh, evening, David, the second best record in the Eastern Conference and pretty much have been there all season long, right? Um, have had some of their struggles on the road, but that nice one in Chicago, I think maybe some eases some of those concerns. Their guys are mostly healthy now. Uh, but I, I do think from what you saw, if you're Pat Riley, you have to think that you've got a chance uh, to come out of the Eastern Conference. And if that's the case, then you really don't have any excuse to not fill that 15th roster spot. You really don't have any excuse not to to be really aggressive at the trade deadline or on the buyout market. Like whatever, we, we, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about what kind of options the Heat do have, but whatever options those are, if you're Pat Riley, you're Mickey Harrison, you first of all, if you're Mickey Harrison, you have to say, go ahead, Pat, do what you got to do to win a championship again. Uh, and if you're Pat Riley, you're going to turn over every single stone. You just have to. There's no excuse not to because you have a legit chance with this team. All right, well, we'll debate that a little bit because I'm not sure if that's necessarily the case from the front oh. office perspective, but we'll see. I, I think, well, let, let's save it. But right now, let's tell all the NBA fanatics out there, have you heard about Prize Picks? Because Prize Picks is a daily fantasy game made easy. I love this. I know you will too. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game out on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yards to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users that deposit and use your promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code NBA. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks allows mixed sports entries. Use the award-winning app, on both the App Store or Google Play, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use the promo code NBA or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. And speaking of making things easy, today I also want to tell you about DirecTV, a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Just a reminder that you can always reach us via email at lockdownheat at gmail.com or via Twitter. Use the hashtag AskLHeat. Be sure to please subscribe to the show and leave a review. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. We're looking at the 20-game benchmark that Pat Riley alluded to in his preseason press conference, and we're looking to see whether or not Miami is a legitimate contender and whether changes need to be made to this roster. You had asked Riley about this in the preseason, and he kind of didn't discuss something that I think you were angling about, which is trying to figure out whether or not you can assess this roster without Victor Oladipo and knowing whether or not he's going to be able to contribute at the level that we expect him to. So let's answer that first and foremost. Can you assess this group without Oladipo? Can you say, you know what, I think we're good enough, or I think we're not good enough without Victor Oladipo in the lineup so far? What do you think? I think you can. I think it's pretty clear that this team is good enough to win a championship this year um, with Oladipo and with other things. I don't think that you don't make any roster moves because you have the potential of Victor Oladipo coming back because there's nothing that you can guarantee from Victor Oladipo health-wise, uh, 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 skills-wise. Like, we don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back, but what we do know is that this team is one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, and there's a real path to get into the finals, um, and Oladipo hasn't played yet. So 
I, I think that, yeah, the Victor Oladipo thing is almost just bonus at this point, just because you don't know what it looks like when he comes back. But that doesn't hinder you. It shouldn't, at least. It shouldn't keep you from making any other kinds of moves. Whether or not that person is duplicative of Victor Oladipo, like, if you're going to tell me a guy who can shoot, pass, and defend, it, like, just give me as many of those guys as possible, right? Like, right. so... Um, yeah, I, I, the old depot question mark, maybe that's why Pat Riley didn't answer it. Maybe he was, uh, looking into the future a little bit and said, you know, it's not going to matter. Maybe Victor Oladipo is just, uh, a little icing on the cake, a little whipped cream on top, the finisher, but maybe he's helpful. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I think that we know now from just these first 20 games that, um, I think moves have to be made, but I do think that this team has a real path to the finals. It's clear that the Heat need Nostradamus in the front office somewhere, in some capacity. He needs to be out there looking ahead, reading the tea leaves, and, and saying, you know what, this is the player we need to go after. So, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of on the fence. I, I think this team is really, really good, and I've been consistently in saying that. I think they've shown some incredible improvement offensively, defensively. They've had big games here and there. But you look to the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors, and maybe this is me playing somewhat of a devil's advocate here, but at the same time, you look at those two teams and what separates them as far as being better than Miami, to me, is still having that high-variance player, a player like a Steph Curry or a Kevin Durant, who we know can be so explosive to carry the team over the top. And if you're looking at this Miami Heat roster, is it just a collection of guys that can be pretty good and not necessarily really, really good at that upper level elite you know just point where curry and durant are that might be able to take you over the top is is paying millions of dollars and riley addressed that in his presser you know you're paying for a minimum vet salary but the translation is that you're going to be taxed pretty consistently for it and you're going to be paying a lot of money so is that the kind of sacrifice that you think mickey arison is willing to make because i'm not so sure i think maybe you, you kind of Wait to see what you get from Oladipo. And, and look, none of this is immediate. It's not like a, a roster move has to be made right, right away. But you look at what you know what could be there, the potential of Oladipo, and maybe a roster move doesn't have to be made. I mean, am I crazy here in thinking that? Um, I, it, maybe it doesn't have to be made. It, it really, who knows, right? But um, I think you ought to, right? Like if you have even a 5% chance of making the finals, it is malpractice to leave that 50th, uh, 15th spot open. It just is. And there's no excuse. Look, I'm sorry, Mickey Harrison. I know that I know the cruise lines have been hit hard lately. Like, I get it. But you own an NBA team, and this is part of the job, right? Like, if you have a chance, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's all right if you don't want to spend your money. And I'm not going to go out of my way to, 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 you know, praise you if you spend money. That's the deal. When you own an NBA team and you have set a standard for winning, which Mickey Harrison has, and time sure. and time again he has. And Pat Riley said in the press conference, Mickey Harrison has never said not to. And, you know, look, the Warriors are kind of doing the same thing, too, and and they thought that they had a chance, and they went ahead and filled that 15th spot. They they found ways and, and uh, to be cheap about it, but um, I the Warriors and the Heat are, are very similar in the way that their owners have basically empowered the people that in, are in charge of their basketball operations to make the moves right. that they think they, they should make. And I do, I do think that McGarrison would be like, you know what, if you think this player really moves the needle now, if it's a player that, if it's like, I don't know if Pat Riley's like, you know, who's really going to help us is Dragon Bender. You know, like, let's go get this guy. Mick Harrison would be like, you know what? Maybe not. But right. if it's if it's a real guy who can move the needle for you, who this team and this uh, and this front office are, are confident can can contribute in the playoffs. Then, yeah, I think Mick Harrison will sign off on it. But the and but to your point, too, nothing is immediate. Right. Like this 20 point game of the season is all it is is a state of the union. And it's a, a conversation that. Uh, needs to take place between Pat Riley, Mickey Harrison, Eric Spolstra, 
Andy Ellsberg, everybody involved here with basketball operations and say, okay, we got a little time here between now and the trade deadline and typically where the buyouts start to happen in March. Um, what do we need? What positions do we need to address? What teams should we be getting on the phone with between now and the deadline? Like, what kind of things should we be looking for? Who should we be grooming in the G League? Like, what is it that we need to do to uh, supplement this current group? Because, you know, to your point, like, yeah, the Warriors are top heavy. The the Brooklyn Nets are top heavy. Like, they've got really, like, they've got, you know, those are the two best players in the league this season, right? Between Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. The Heat don't have that level of player, but they do have more depth. Like, who has the best, like... You know, if if it's Heat versus Warriors, who has the second, third, fourth, and fifth best players in that matchup? I mean, I, I think, you know, three or four of those guys are Miami Heat players. There's yeah, a way no to do this, but you got to raise the floor on the on the Max Struces, the Caleb Martins. Like, I know that we like their contributions. I still, I just still don't believe what they could do. I don't believe in what they can do in the playoffs. I, I just haven't seen it. That's a fair point. And, and look, the February twenty, February tenth, excuse me, trade deadline. So we'll see what happens February. if Miami. Yeah, maybe he makes a, a move at that point in time. And then, like you said, uh, following that and the all-star break, it's usually a time for teams to go, okay, now we're starting to look ahead and maybe we'll cut a John Wall. Maybe we'll stretch his contract out. Maybe we'll agree to a buyout so he can join a contender. That's usually when those moves start to happen. But even now, the Milwaukee Bucks just adding DeMarcus Cousin to their roster, uh, they're looking to make improvements too. What's the next step for Miami? Who is that player? Because I know you've got some ideas there. I'm wondering, do you think that, that – is there somebody that the Heat are particularly targeting? Is it Brandon Knight, who's now with the Sioux Falls Sky Force? Uh, anybody else that you think could come in and make a, an immediate contribution to this group? There's not a free agent out there that I'm looking at. Like, you know, I, I think Brandon Knight is an interesting name. I think that's why he – like, I, I don't think that there's any secret about it. You bring him in into the G League as a veteran and say, okay, what can you do? Like, are you healthy? Can you be a, a guy for us? Right. I think just by getting Brandon Knight and putting him into that system and just, you know, giving him a run, you know, just kind of just checking him out is an indicator that the Heat want to add another guard. And I think that – and we've heard the John Wall reports, and I believe them. Um, that the Heat would be interested if the if the Rockets uh, negotiate a buyout with John Wall. And by the way, there's been some reporting this weekend that you know John Wall wants to play, and but he wants to start, and the Rockets don't want to start him. So they're dealing with a little bit of conflict right now. And maybe I still believe that at the end of the day, the thing that makes the most sense is to to agree to some sort of buyout. We'll see. But um, you know, I also look at the front court. I think that there, you need a guy that can play next to Bam Adebayo, who isn't PJ Tucker. Um, I, you know, just cause you know, there's going to be minutes where PJ's on, on the bench. Uh, I look at a guy like Kevin Love. I look at guys like Thaddeus Young. I look at a guy like, um, uh, the guy, uh, Derek Favors in Oklahoma city. I mean, I just right. think there are names, like they're not going to be crazy over the top guys, but I just, I think you need a wing. I think you need like a three and D veteran type of wing, just dudes who you can trust in a playoff setting. And I think they need like two of them. I really do. I think you need two more guys. Which means that you have to cut somebody likely Casey. Yeah. Apollo. Yeah, I think you. I think you could find a way to just send KZ Akpala with cash into an open roster spot at the trade deadline. Play, like, people move around all the time. There's going to be two for one deals. Some team's going to be down to like 13 guys, and they're and you know after making some sort of trade, and, and Miami will be like, look, we'll give you KZ Akpala and some cash, and all you have to do is give us a fake second round pick. Like, let's just do that. I, I, there's always ways to find that at the trade deadline. Yeah, I think that's ultimately the move because I also don't think like you if you're the Heat team, if you're the Heat and you have championship aspirations, which they do. You're using right now uh, four roster spots on players who aren't part of your night-to-night rotation and who can't really be part of your night-to-night rotation. Like, Omer Yurtsevin's not ready. Casey Akpala is not ready. Udonis Haslam can only play, like, once a week. And then that other spot is vacant. 
You know, they've got only 14 guys on the roster. Uh, Caleb Martin's giving you minutes, but only for now because he's got a 50 game limit. I think ultimately they will translate his uh, salary to his, or his contract to a standard one and Agreed. call him up. And then maybe you bring in somebody on a two way, um, but uh, or not to save money right against the luxury tax. So I think you need to. It might even be uh, uh, three roster spots that you need to figure out how to how to create. Because if if you just assume Caleb Martin is the fifteenth guy right. and you want to add two more bodies, then it's Kaziak Paula and I don't know who else. Uh, Gabe Vincent's you have been really good for them. Max Struess yeah, has been good for them, but maybe you're able I, to trade the. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I mean, it just doesn't seem. I mean, Pat Riley is willing to trade away almost anybody, so we yeah. know that there's no loyalty from that end. But at the same time, I just. I don't know how much value you're going to be able to get, whether you're going to get a significant improvement because, you know, guys like Vincent and Struis, et cetera, are making so little money, you get nothing in value of return. Uh, nothing commensurate with what you're looking for as far as making a, pay, a major push and raising your ceiling as a, a title contender. So, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, would it be satisfactory then at the end of the trade deadline and everything else, you just convert Vincent's, I'm sorry, Martin's care, uh, contract to a regular season contract and then also add a, a bought out Thad Young or a bought out somebody else, Kevin Love, uh, who knows, somebody else like that. Would that be enough yeah. then to kind of cement around the fringes of this roster to make you even a, a more legitimate contender? Um, I mean, obviously it depends on the person that you add, but uh, right. if you're able, look, Gabe Vincent, when he's shown, like, is he a postseason player? I don't know. Like, lately he's been awesome, but we'll see, right? It's, it's you know, it's only been like a week, basically, of Gabe Vincent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, Victor and, and, Oladipo needs, if he could come back, you're relying on him if you're only adding one body. If Oladipo can come back and be a guy, then yeah, then you're, you're, then you're in pretty good shape. And let's not forget about Markeith Morris, who hasn't played. You know, like, can he come back and stay healthy? I mean, we're assuming that Markeith Morris is a guy, but that's, He's been out of playoff rotations in the past. Like I don't know that Mark. I, I'm not. I'm not super confident in Markeith Morris's ability to contribute in, in big moments. So yeah. um, that's another guy, by the way, Markeith Morris. If like he he can't get healthy and stay healthy, like you can find a way to trade him and make another and and find somebody on a buyout. I don't know, but um, I, I just like I said, if you're Pat Riley, if you're Mickey Harrison, if you're this group, you owe it to your team to look at every single option because you have a chance. I mean, that's a good point. And, and look, uh, if you find a way to trade Casey Okpala, you bring in X player, Thad Young, somebody else, and convert uh, uh, Martin's contract, and then you get Victor Lodipo at close to 85%, that, that seems like a much more complete roster. I mean, I know that's kind of optimistic on, on Oladipo, but that's the hope, right? If you're, if you're getting somebody like that, a wing defender, a shot creator, a shot maker, et cetera, I think all of a sudden you look at this team and they've gone from really, really good to maybe even the best team in the NBA, just based on their on their depth, without having that kind of high level elite playmaker like a, a Durant or Steph Curry, you can still just be the very best team in the NBA based on the fact that you have this incredible depth and guys that are just going to find different ways to step up. And we're seeing that from the guys that you know you've been dismissing, like Vincent, not you personally, but I'm saying everybody's been dismissing Vincent, etc. Well, do guys you think Caleb Martin? Do you think Caleb Martin's a playoff guy? Because he's played 16 and 17 games now. Spo doesn't play anybody beyond nine, right? Like nine is as deep as he's ever gone in the playoffs. That's where he shortens his rotation to. So, yeah. I mean, does he, is, if Jimmy's unexpectedly in foul trouble and Oladipo gets hurt in a playoff series, would Martin get minutes? Yeah. But as, aside from that, I don't think you're going to see much of Caleb Martin in a playoff series. I mean, so if you've got nine, then you're thinking, so who are the four off the bench? It's Hero, Thadman, Oladipo, presumably. Yeah. And I think there's another body that you're missing. Maybe it's Markeith Morris. Um, yeah. But I think that, you know, guys get hurt. 
I don't know. My, the reason I asked that about Caleb Martin is maybe you don't convert him from the two way. Like you yeah. just like, and you're just like, all right, you know, thanks for those 50 games during the regular season. Look, he's only playing this much anyway, because Markeith Morris is hurt. Like, like once Markeith comes sure. back, they'll, they'll find ways to give Caleb Martin a rest and try to maintain some of those days because he only has 50 games left or 50 sure. games available. And he's already played 16 or 17. Yeah. So um, maybe you just don't. It depends on who's out there, right? Like that could be like the last resort is, all right, we weren't able to get two buyout guys. Maybe we only got one. Maybe we didn't get anybody. Let's just, let's just move Caleb Martin to the 15th roster spot. Like that's, it's not, it doesn't, you don't have to make that decision now is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, good point. All right, uh, we'll, we'll move on and we'll hear from Nostradamus in our next segment. But first, let me tell you about the best Monday of the year. That's Cyber Monday because Built Bar is the place to aim your mouse, get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide if you go to Built.com. Even bigger discounts have Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday. That's Caramel Almond. The light, that sounds amazing. I can't wait to try it. And it delivers everything I promise. Caramelized chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. At 150 calories, you can't pass up a great treat like that. And this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate. For a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor. That's white chocolate cheesecake, the yummy protein treat filled with marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate. Just a season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Go to Built.com and look for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com, enter the code LOCK20 before it's too late. And you know what's not too late? It's finding the right way to place a bet on all your favorite sports. Nothing goes better with football than Bet Online. They have you covered for all the holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot. For all the sports action this Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever holiday you celebrate, this is the season to go to Bet Online. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with a promo code locked on to receive that bonus. It's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online. We're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving and holiday season. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. All right, Locked On Heat, we are back. And as we continue to grow the show into new spaces online, we're doing watch parties, all this great new stuff. Uh, David and I want to hear from you and what you like about the show so we can make the show better. So if you could take a minute, fill out our listener survey. The link is in the show notes. We really do appreciate all the feedback. It takes only 30 seconds, probably. Every survey counts and could help shape the future of the show. All right, David, you know what time it is. I love it. Mr. Dumbwest is here to make predictions about the Miami Heat's future this week. Uh, and But before we do that, David, let's just take a quick review uh, and check in on how we did mm. Uh, mm. last week here. I, so, I think it was good, right? It was good. I think you had a good week, right? It was a pretty good week. Uh, two out of three ain't bad. So let's take a look on the... Uh, on what we have here. So look, last week I predicted that Tali Hero would score 30 points against Detroit. He scored 31. I nice. predicted that Jimmy Butler would limit Anthony Edwards uh, in his revenge game in Minnesota and that the Not Heat quite. would get a win. Uh, I was wrong. The Heat lost that game and Anthony Edwards scored 33 points on 13 of 27 shooting. Uh, so that was, uh, that was wrong. And then uh, I did predict that Miami-Chicago would be uh, a close game and would be, quote, one of the best games of the year for Miami, 
I did say that it was going to go into overtime, but I was. Being... I, I have a theory on that. I think you were just trying to throw everybody off, right? Kind of murking the waters a little bit, so they would be able to, you know, pinpoint to specifically what you were trying to predict. Is that right? I could, I, I could be prone to hyperbole as well. You know, like it's <laughs> it's fine. Um, the Heat won that game, you know, and and, That's all that uh, and it was a, an extremely entertaining game that we already talked about. So. Um, overall, pretty good week for me, I, I must say. But uh, I'm going right. to give you, I'm going to give you two point two five points for that one because I think holding Anthony I Edwards like in check, you know, he, he kind of he, he did give him a little bit of the business trying to fight him. Although Edwards had he some, did he had some choice comments about Jimmy, uh, you know, kind of hinting at the fact that no fight was going to take place. But we'll see. Thirteen twenty of twenty seven isn't like super efficient either. It's not you know could have, right. Anthony Edwards could have been better, I guess. All right. him, yeah, kind of held him in check. Are you ready for this week's predictions? All right, oh, let's let's look ahead to tonight against Denver. Ooh. David, I predict there'd be absolutely no drama at all tonight. <laughs> First of all, Nikola Jokic, as we're recording this, is listed as questionable for the game. We'll see if he's able to play Monday night. You know he wants to. You know the Heat want him out there. Uh, just to give him a little bit of the business. But I think they want him out there for revenge purposes. For, hey, we're going to beat you. And uh, we're going to do it thoroughly. I think that's what the Heat want to do. We'll see if they actually do it. Uh, but I will tell I, I just think that both of these teams have too much at stake to make this a thing. You know that Adam Silver is calling both of these teams ahead of this game. And he's like, hey, look, don't do anything dumb. Don't do anything that looks bad on the league. Let's just let bygones be bygones. Water under the bridge. Name your cliche. Do it. Uh, just go out there. Play a good game of basketball. And you guys just won't see each other for another year. How about that? So I, I predict no drama at all for these two teams with real stakes who don't want to rock the boat. Now, Marquise Moore is officially listed as out already for Monday's game. So he won't even be there to defend himself. Uh, who knows if the Jokic brothers even bought tickets? I know it's been rumored that they're going to be there. In they're Miami. not going to that game. I don't think so either. I don't think he's will not be well, let's see yeah. yeah, they will not let them in there just to instigate stuff. But we'll see. I mean, if, if Nicola doesn't even play... It's all mood anyway. So you're right. Probably drama-free, and I'm also predicting a heat win because now it's back in home. It's back in Miami. You don't have the advantage of the, the mile-high stadium either. So I'm going out on my limb and making a prediction here. That's going to be a heat Ooh. victory. And we'll be there. We'll be there live from the FTX Arena to give you your recap. So make sure you check that out as well. The rare Nostradum David prediction. I prefer Nostra Davis, or no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Nostra Davis, Nostra Davis. How about that? Not like Nostra Davis, Nostra Davis. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Um, all right, are we? Look, are you ready to look to uh, Wednesday, David? Absolutely. The Heat play the Cleveland Cavaliers at FTX Arena on Wednesday night, and David, I predict that Jimmy Butler will finish with not one, not two, not three, but four steals. In that wow. game, the Cleveland Cavaliers give up the most steals on the NBA. I think that a team that's led by Colin Sexton, uh, or he's injured, so Darius Garland, right. um, you know, a ragtag group of guards. Ricky Rubio is a savvy vet, but, uh, you know, it, it's a young team. I think that they like, they're, they're trying to move the ball under J.B. Beckerstadt. You like the kind of the things that you see there. Evan Mobley has been awesome for them. They, they're playing the right way, David. Mm -hmm. But in doing that, they put the ball up there for grabs an awful lot, and I think Jimmy Butler is going to be licking his lips, making his faces. He's going to be hyped up on big face coffee, and he's going to be jumping those passing lanes all night long. Not one, not two, not three, but four steals in this game. If you got Jimmy Butler and you're not starting him in your fantasy league for some reason, make sure you start him. He's going to load up the steal box for you. 
uh, four steals tonight or Wednesday night for Jimmy Butler. I like it. I like the idea. Uh, I'm wondering who is going to be reaching out to Kevin Love and say, hey, man, come on, hey, negotiate that bio. It's time to come down to South Beach. I wonder who grabs him after the game to kind of you know get in his ear a little bit and, and entice him to join. In the has the to be game. Bam, doesn't it? I mean, they, they've got uh, the front court, the front court uh, chemistry potential, right? You'd be like, hey, man, look who you're playing with, a young Evan Mobley. Yeah, he's good, but, yo, I've been in the finals. You want to get back there. We could do – imagine team, what we could do together. Team USA connection, too. They team USA the connection. Um, you, know what we, you know who would be the most uh, the most persuasive would be Eric Spolstra. I know that's legally Ooh. tampering, but, you know, if it's set on the court, maybe just make it, sound, make it look like to the camera that you're just yelling at Kevin Love, like, hey, yeah. he traveled or something. Like, well, you just do the – Walk out of the court and be like, you travel, you travel. But be like, come to Miami. Negotiate a buyout. Come to Miami. You can do something like that. Durant inbounds play by the heat bench. Eric Spolster comes. You know, I can design these plays for you. You're going to be the design centerpiece the of the offense. Out, come to Miami. <laughs> so when Kevin loves watching the film, he's like, what does that say? <laughs> All right. Good prediction. Right. I like it. Are you ready for Friday versus Indiana? Uh, let's do it. The Heat go to Indiana. To play okay. in one of the best arenas in the league, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, with the Indiana Pacers. We got Jimmy Butler making another appearance on Nostradamus West's predictions here. Oh, wow. He's going to score 40 points in this game, David. Whoa! 40 points! He's going to score 40 points in this game, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, the Pacers are fine, kind of bad, playing a little bit better, right. uh, but... Uh, you look at the makeup of this roster. It's basically a three-guard, two-center lineup, essentially, that they're starting with. They don't really have a true kind of wing defender on this, like a tall guy who's who's got the size and the physicality to to, to go toe-to-toe with Jimmy Butler in this right. line, in, on that roster, right? right. And so um, I we know what Jimmy Butler likes to do. When he gets the switch and when he gets a guy on him who's a little bit smaller, he is going to go to the post. 100% of the time. There is not an instance where Jimmy Butler does not go into the post when a smaller guy is on him. Uh, whether or not he, he'll, he'll either shoot it, he'll post him up, he'll go into a fadeaway, he'll go baseline and get to the rim, he'll pass out and find a shooter. But he, he's all the options are there, but he's going to get into the post. And I think that he's going to get into the post early and often against the Pacers because most of the guy, three of the guys in that starting lineup that they're going to put on, that, that, that can get switched onto him, are smaller than him. The other two guys, Miles Turner, he's going to have his hands full with Bam Adebayo, and DeMontis Sabonis is going to be out on the perimeter guarding P.J. Tucker in the corner, right? right. So there's not going to be any of those guys at the rim. I don't know that P.J. Tucker even takes a three in this game, but I think hmm. he scores 40 points. I think he scores 40 points against the Pacers on Friday. I, I'm not even sure how to touch that one. I'm not going to say anything. I love it. I hope it comes true. I think it's great. And you know what I like? I like this decisive version of Nostradamus. No hedging your bets, no kind of ancillary uh, additional predictions or anything like that. You're just leaning into it completely. A 40-point outing for Jimmy Butler against the Indiana Pacers. I can't wait to see it happen. I know it's going to happen because you've already predicted and you've been on a roll lately. Are they called 40 burgers or do you have to get 50 to get the burger? <laughs> Is know. it like a 40 sandwich? We call it like a 40 Reuben, a 40 how about Reuben. A, how about a veggie burger? You know, like a lot of players around the league. It's like, hey, not I Not quite meaty enough burger. for a 50, but you yeah. get the, the 40, the 40, the 40 point black bean burger. Um, all right. Stay away from the black bean ones. Try Why? the Beyond Burger. Black bean burgers. Have you tried it? I had one like a month hey, ago. You like, I, did you, okay. you enjoyed it? Okay. 
No, I mean, listen, I mean, you can go, you can go beyond burgers. You can go yeah. impossible burgers. Okay, the forty burger. beyond burger, the forty yes. beyond burger for Jimmy Butler. There we go. Beyond burger. Like uh, open to advertisements here. Um, all right, Saturday at Milwaukee. You ready? Yes, let's hear it. Final prediction in Milwaukee. Big game. I think it's on national TV, but I should have checked before I said that. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll check now. Okay. There's always um, so much you can see in the future. You can't be <laughs> interested in those kind of details. No. Um, Giannis is going to be out to prove something. Oh, this Jimmy Butler MVP talk. I'm the real MVP. I'm the reigning MVP. I'm the reigning champion. Uh, not the reigning MVP, but, you know, two years ago. Uh, reigning finals MVP. Let me show you. What's good, Jimmy Butler? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I think maybe mm-hmm. they cancel each other out. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a, a deep group of guards that can defend Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry hasn't been shooting the ball particularly well lately. Bam Adebayo, I think, can make things happen by the rim, but you also have Giannis and that weak side protection in the uh, near the basket. I can muck things up down there. Uh, but the Heat will try to get to the basket uh, a lot, but they but the Bucks do tend to give up threes. In fact, David. Besides the Miami Heat, the Bucs give up the second most three-point attempts in the league. So it's the Heat giving up the most and the Bucs giving up the second most. Now, a lot of that is by design, right? They try to take away what's at the rim and force teams to shoot from three-point range. And if it turns out that teams are shooting well from beyond the arc, they'll adjust as the game goes on. That's typically how both Spo and Budenholzer respond. But there's, not some, there's just not a whole lot you can do when Duncan Robinson is shooting fire. And I think Duncan Robinson does just that Saturday night in Milwaukee because the Heat are going to need him to do it. Everybody else is going to do their thing. But I got six three-pointers made by Duncan Robinson on Saturday night in Milwaukee. Fantastic. What what an incredible prediction. Uh, look, I mean, maybe Tyler has a big game as well, you know, going back home at Milwaukee. It's unfortunately a second night of a back-to-back set yes. for the Heat, but uh, it should be a fun game, especially if Duncan winds up catching fire and going for six of what? What would you say is the final stat like? Can you offer that detail sure. for our list? It's going to be six for 15. Oh, okay. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a whole lot of Duncan Robinson because they're going to need him. All right. Uh, well, that's good. Thank you so much, Nostra Dumbwest, for offering your insight to all of our viewers and listeners. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Remember that every episode is always free and available wherever you get the show. Make sure to please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you also check out Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. This is David Ramil signing off for now. Thanks for joining me, Wes. Wrap it up, B.